Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm back to the second part of this interview with Variety T. You may have listened to the first part, but if you haven't, I advise you to get, you know, if you want to know what's what in the conversation, to go listen back to that episode yourself. After this, you may have just clicked on after the, the first part has been released to listen to this bit. So, May well just get into the second part of the conversation. Um, what, like you said, you got a lot, lot more to think of. I want even to say on it, like we're talking about like definitely like stuff of like independence and stuff like that. And oh yeah, so yeah, so yeah, so um, people with neurological disorders or neurodiverse, um. Yeah. yeah, there's been there's a lot of parents and carers that that will guide them, but will be overprotective. And then by the time they reach a certain age, like 16, 18, 21, they don't know what to do. I mean, I know it's going to sound a bit, they'll become clueless on certain situations in society because they've never been taught. Because they've been overprotective so much, so long it puts them in the mental isolation and I know a lot of people who are autistic and epileptic who are in that predicament and you can't get them out of it I mean you can but it's just that willing power they've got to give that that something from their end yeah because yeah, yeah. you have them blue in the face but they won't do anything because it's fear well, yeah well if I think that's something like I personally struggled with like like my, my mother's always been caring and like given Stuff enough, nothing related to, to you know, like well, well, yes, it's always great mother, and like so, nothing. Uh, like I wouldn't say anything to that, but like I think, like, like it's t- difficult one from for like I found myself navigating because like I I guess it's been like I found like a big step for me with being able to divert and this when like I went from. Going from like sixth form to train university, and like I could only like stick university for like no matter five weeks. You know, it's so short, but like I was, you know, you know, have you thought the feeling of autistic burnout? You know, like when you feel it's so like drained and like you know, like like it's like proper feeling like of depression. And so, like, kind of had like that for a while, and then the pan, like, it was just not long before the pandemic hit and then there was that so like and like before before starting university it was like a thing where like I never really like really engaged with many people outside of like school or did much independent things and stuff like that and well straight through things in sixth form like still felt like when when you're like starting university like it felt like Checked in a deep end for me, like new environment, like people that felt like total strangers and stuff like that. So I think it's one of those things that, like, being autistic, like, yeah, you know, like it's get to me, it may feel like sometimes overprotection, but I think sometimes it's like, it's difficult knowing what to do in these situations, or, you know, if you're like so filled with anxiety, you know. 
Yeah, definitely for anxiety. Whenever I'm anxious, I'll, yeah. I'll always be modern up my words. So literally, yeah. I'll put one word in from the yeah. back, which should be front. You know, that's, yeah. that's when my anxiety comes up. Yeah. Um, but I still pull through. Um, yeah. However, there's some, there's some others where um, I have a few friends my are also autistic, but they have yeah. um, hypochondriac. But they weren't born with that. Autism, mm. yes. Hypochondria, no. Reason why is because, again, it goes back to what I said, with the parents. I'm not saying their parents were bad. It's just that they thought that if I protect my child from any sort of thing that I find would yeah. um, distress them, then they'll be fine. So as in their adulthood now, they're like, oh, no, I just walked from my house to the, uh, the supermarket and I feel a bit dirty. Oh, I just, I just need to get rid of this. And, and, you know, I've got to change my shirt two times. And, you know, and it never used to be like that when they were kids or teenagers. It's an adulthood life that happened. That, you know, you could say it's that OCD effect. Because people always assume that OCD is when you put things in order, like, you know, A to Z or your, your videos and DVDs and all that stuff. No, it's, there's a lot more to it. Um, especially when you connect with autism as well, it's like, wow, it's like a double whammy. Um, however, I said to my friends, I said, at the end of the day, you're unique, you know, I've said to my earring here as well, you know, yeah. always like, you're unique. Um, and um, yeah, it's just, it's just, um, it's, it's fascinating, but at the same time, it's emotional. I think it's like, I think it's one of those things, like, if you're not autistic yourself, it's hard for maybe like, like sometimes to understand the feeling because like I say, like with the effects of uh, you know, what you've thought of as being hypochondriac, but it's more like I think it's like the sensory experiences of like you feel like like the sen like a sensory of like a certain feeling would be like so intolerable that like it might look like hypochondria or like like being over traumatic to one person, but it's just like the body's over yeah, experience. I hear that a lot. Yeah, so yeah, I so I think it's less of that. So like like I guess the extreme stress levels or extreme extremities that sometimes feels that I think like if you're not autistic yourself, so like and it may look like something that people could stereotypically look with ADHD or it's look like anxiety or hypochondria but I think it's like something a bit different and like it's like um, as well as like you know with like stuff like as you experience of ADHD like from like teachers and all that or like parents and might not like understand yeah. what you've gone through with that and like I think like it's probably like a difficult thing that you may be experiencing with your, your purpose now being autistic yourself like knowing exactly what, how, how they would feel things in the head, like and what, like what that such a difference feels like, and like I say, like sometimes in my certain cases, yeah, it might come across a bit overprotective, and like in many ways, sometimes like we we might not feel prepared for the outside world, but like also like. The, the world world is very overwhelming for an autistic person and like it's and then at, at like a certain age it becomes hard to mask that and like I'd say like what like what like comes to adulthood 
you can get like periods of burnout. No, well, if you like, yeah, in the like this space, so you, that's like not really like set up for you. And so we're like, in if you end up feeling quite drained and overwhelmed with it. It's a, yeah, it's, mm, yeah, I was going to say, feel that like more a, a hamster, yeah, that's been put into into some sort of game and you're thinking, where am I? What the, huh? You know, that your mindset is literally gone blank. Yeah. It feels like, I think it's now, I feel like culturally, I know a lot of, I know not a lot, but a handful of autistic people who are from Af- Afro-Caribbean, African heritage, yeah. and they put the fear of God in them. I yeah. that's another thing. When you add religion to it as well, you put a fear of God in them and say, oh, the Lord told you, you cannot go out your mother's home. And if you got your mother's home after six, then the devil will be wicked upon you. It's like, oh, God. And it's the same preacher that's asking for money as well after their services. No, 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 no. Like, you, did, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a daylight robbery and it's just traumatic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because like... It's like... I think like... Like, you know, what, what like, uh, struggles with sensory vibes and, and, like, the autistic struggles. And I think, like, I guess, like, the, with everyone, like, they're all autistic. There's so many different ways to experience it. Everyone's got their own different stories. And then if you, like, you have previous trauma, whether it's from, like, religious background with, like, different, as you say, uh, like kind of like almost conspiracy beliefs or thinking as well yeah, like the like the or, or something yeah like yeah it's like the, it's like the wicker man yeah. x files i'm thinking of, like it's disability for goodness sakes I'm, I'm telling them conspiracy people baby selves and those religious over religious people who are cultish behave yourself yeah. you know it's just like because yeah. what they're doing they're you they're using our conditions to profit yeah, you know, and call themselves like, "Oh, I'm the messenger, and you can't say anything because if you chat back to me, you are what you are chatting back to the words of God, and you will be punished, or you are already punished because of your attitude." Blah blah blah. So they'll push you backwards. They'll push you five steps backwards when you're trying to go ten times forwards in life, and it's just like it is a snakes and ladders mentally. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not an atheist, but I don't go to churches on Sundays. Yeah, and like you don't catch think, me in churches on funerals, yeah. christenings, and, and weddings. Yeah, if, like there's so many different like ways, like like an autistic person, like like might be experience like that feeling where I was just saying like weddings, like school or like where if, like med medical experience would be or like any like your peers may have experience. Like there's so many different things that may. Like I guess told you that may uh, affect your confidence or like on like and be like signals of like oh like you feel like the world isn't like designed or listen to your needs as yeah like I think yeah because like I think sometimes even without like like the super religious narrative of like making you feel like like you you know like you're cursed and you can't. You know, like all like in like negative way of saying things about like all the limitations mm. you are. It's like I think like it's so much like that. Like if you aren't autistic, there's so many like people from different back. You know, like who are 
aren't autistic. Like, and I struggle to understand about the experience. Yeah, I always tell my, my brothers all the time, I said, at the end of the day, you guys are unique. Um, yeah. Don't let nothing, no, nothing or no one hold you back. Yeah. If you're uncomfortable with something, say it. You know, say it yeah. now, forever hold your peace. Like, I literally tell them them to, um, if you want to reach out, to, if you want to reach out and do something, complete it. Yes, we may be slow, but we'll get there. Yeah. The youngest one, he's, he's a bit fast. So I say, you're fast, you trip. Okay, you slipped. All right, cool, it's a bandage. Try again. Like, literally, I'll be... Yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is there's no excuses. Yeah, like, even though, like, yeah, things that, but it's like, it's, I think, when all things, it's definitely quite easy enough said and done, but you, like, it's something that, you know, it, you know, if you can have the right people who can help you through it and, you know, like, you know, like, kind of like, like, speak to you in a positive narrative and make you feel good and, you know, okay within yourself and like kind of like like says that like, you can do stuff and that you know like nothing's at told you back and like as long as mm -hmm. makes, and like the people in your corner to make sure that there, there's no way you're discriminated against or like you know things aren't like you aren't treated unfairly within yeah. and I think you know like there's need to that positive narrative to make sure autistic people can do or any neurodivergent person can do what, what they want to in life. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, you know the saying, the world is your oyster? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's, it's been enough these days. I think yeah. since after the pandemic yeah. um, that's occurred. Yeah. Uh, like... So some some people think of that again. Yeah, but well, like I think some like ever like I think like understand for people who might not like see it like that. It's easy enough said like from even different angle because I suppose if like sometimes you know, like you feel discriminated like let down by society or like you know like yeah. there's so many barriers in between you like if like maybe like like somebody like myself but like in certain like male person or like an right person might be like seem to have like less barriers than maybe like a black person of like different minority gender sexuality whatever yeah they're like i think like there's so many different things can can play that you know the you know the oysters and the the world is in the oyster like so much just like certain different people and they need to be like a bit more of a level it's like, we're not, it's, like, it's like we're not entitled because of the yeah. labels that we that have been stuck on us yeah and those are the things i rip off like velcro real quick because i'm like yeah no i'm i'm not quitting because of my my condition my disability yeah. my neurological disorders i can't like i can't be sitting down and twiddling my thumbs you know like yeah. i get bored really quickly and like you know, so yeah. I thought I can get you, it can get you angry, get you sad, frustrated, all yeah. that stuff there. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, like I think either way you're looking at, like I can understand how like somebody would, like as you said, like oh, be so determined with it, or like some like kind of like exhausted or traumatized, 
and burnt yeah. out by it. Our team might not, you know, like have the energy to do to do so and all that. And so, like, I understand, like, and appreciate people who take either side of it, you know, the coin of it. Because, you know, like, if you, how have you been for? It, you know, like, it should always be your way to decide, like, which route, you know, like, you go for after that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It just made me because it made me think so many like motivational speaking events I've actually attended to and also participated. Yeah. You know, because some will say the same over and again, like, oh, don't give up, live your dreams, blah, blah. blah. And, yeah, but what else? Or what's in between the lines of those? Because, you know, everyone's a different, different individual. Yeah. No matter disabled or non disabled. Um, yeah. But even the ones that I participated in, you're actually being heard. People actually ask you questions that you know can make a good discussion like where, what we're doing now can make yeah. a fantastic discussion 10 yeah. years ago this couldn't happen 10 yeah. years ago this could not happen I mean well it could but it was highly unlikely yeah yeah because you have to jump to articles. yeah because yeah I think also the most important one of the things is, is like always good to ask like I'm definitely in the more like up to date like haven't discussions now is like asking what are the like the things stopping you while the barriers in front of you because like I think yeah. if you're thinking that if you got some four hurdles then you gotta look at the hurdles you got to you know like go for and so like you know as as you say like you're one of the first uh, like you know black but it's disabled uh, female comedians yeah. out there you know in, in this space and like you are quite minority person in the space, and like even even the next person, like to have like a fair chance to it, and you know like have as as much as privilege as like a majority person in that space. So like you probably think think as well, you know, what are the barriers in front of them? What do you like a, you know, the person's will jump over, like you probably think for yourself. So like that. You know, things can be a bit more fair and just. Mm, that's that's a, that's a very good point. And the thing is, even when you talk about the hurdles, I was thinking of the power, like I said, Paralympic champions. Yeah. You know, when I mean, the question is, when did Paralympics even start? Because I don't even remember what year it was. I think Paralympics was like nineteen forty-seven or forty-eight. Actually, there was like I think it was like the first Olympics after the war. Actually. Yeah. But, was it, but was it broadcasted though, the Paralympics? I I probably, I don't know if it would have been, but Bob, I don't know, probably not. Yeah, yeah that's but, what I'm thinking. Even yeah. the radio broadcast, I don't, well, they might have probably said something, but. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, like they told you they barely started way before, like Channel 4, and like so many Channel 4 broadcasts, it's a new. United Kingdom. So, like, yeah. I think we had a lot of uh, discussion so far on the podcast, and I assume that probably we want to end up wrapping up quite soon. So, is there anything on the podcast that, you know, you wish to have said that you haven't had a chance to see yet? Um, No, all I want to say is thank you for having me, and I love the discussion, yeah. especially in the, what, the, the second week of spring. Um, yeah. Yeah, so like it's just it's fantastic because we still got a long way to go um, culturally, 
um, disability, you name it. There's so many isms and schisms we just got to literally, you know, pull through. But it's it's about pulling through in numbers. Yeah, exactly. You know, especially for especially for my community, my community. Oh, we go for so. Especially like with the was it the Black LGBTQIA plus community? Yeah. Um, there's still that um, divide of like, oh, you know, if you're white and gay, you get to play. If you're black and gay, you better stop. He's like, what this? Like, what? I thought gay meant happy. What's going on? Like, you guys must have a happy time. You know, live your lives. You know, no matter what yeah. color you are. But it's still that stigma. Yeah. You know. Um, and the same with disability. Um, mostly, like I said, in the comedy world, which I'm glad you noticed, it's mostly white comics who are disabled yeah. going forward and getting paid millions. And black comics? Not yet. Mm. So it's just literally like <laughs> we still got a long, long way to go, man. Yeah. And they tend to say, like, for one thing, rather than people's takeaway, as like making the world a better place on like making like any like small level thing a better place for people uh, like only were divergent disabled and within these communities what would one thing you would like to change for the better? Well, first things first, um connect with someone who wouldn't say understands you, but wants to take a stand, help you take a stand. And be behind you, have your have your back, because yeah. it's, it's hard, it's tough. Um, you know, there are disabled people that cannot speak out for themselves, but there are communities within, especially especially in this, this country. I mean, we 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 can't be taken for granted what we have that's out there. However, on the other side of the spectrum, we don't know what's out there to even help us because we haven't been informed. Yeah, I I noticed that from a young age. I noticed that going to places like Palma, the Royal Arches, and um, uh, what's the other areas? Knightsbridge and Sloane Square. I knew I know. I was like, the working class do not know none of this. You yeah. know, the these around here. You know, so it's just things like that. Um, not knowing that you can actually even speak politically to your member of parliament who represents your your borough or wherever you're you're living. Yeah. Um, let alone. On the other side of the commons, uh, was it the the lords and ladies, the baronesses and the barons, mm-hmm. um, who speak up for us? You know, um, you can get in touch with a lot of um, people. You know, government bodies. But if you want to go off the the government bodies, there are other avenues. And that's why yeah. I say the world is an oyster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you know what. The United States may not be perfect, but they are light years ahead of us when it comes to um, to testing something out and succeeding, succeeding on it, mm-hmm. and not not giving up, not stopping it. Whilst over here, we're like, um, I might do it tomorrow. Are you sure? Or got to be careful there. I'll think about it. You know, that's how we're like in here in the UK because yeah. we we're so we're so comfortable with this thing called benefits. You know, his name's Ben, and he fits in our pockets. Whilst in America, if you're not well. It's not fair. Welfare is not really something to rely on. You know? So that's a big difference, a contrast between the UK and the US. Both not perfect, but is is something. We both have statements. And we still need to develop something. You know, especially for equality. You know, being heard. 
Yeah, but it's, it's like, a lot. Yeah, I do think like it's important that people can access like stuff like benefits if they need to and you know like I think like yeah ones like, that we don't know about yeah like as a thinking about that I think at least you know like the government like at least there is them available an offer to her but like as but one thing is like sometimes in like country like America I think there is some sort of, like barriers and restrictions through that you know like Maybe more so than the UK, yeah, and I know the UK isn't as great in them, but, you know, like, I'd say, like, in certain things that maybe, like, in supporting people and making things be more yeah. equal and equitable, uh, maybe there's definitely things that probably both sides of the land could improve on. Because, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so is there any other, you know, up-and-coming projects you have into the promote or any like places yeah, where people I do. can follow um, you on I'm gonna be doing, yeah um, I'm going to be doing a gig on the 20th of April up in Wilson Junction which is North London uh, Brent uh, the, the borough um, yeah. I'm also going to let me see God, everything I've got going on well to keep up um, just google me Variety D Comedian so D for Delta I'm not a size D I'm just um Wearing padded bra. Um, so we <laughs> um, so yeah, type in variety D comedian and check me out. Uh, contact me, Twitter, um, which is variety D as well, Instagram, variety D, um, my YouTube channel, um, Facebook. Yeah. If anyone wants to book me anywhere in the UK, remember I've got a freedom pass, I've got a disabled rail card as well. It was out of London, so I can get a third off price. Yay. Um, so <laughs> Because me, I like, I like traveling. I like traveling, going on a train, going, oh my God, I'm out of London. Look how much green is on here. Wow. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so literally, I, I love, I love comedy. Comedy is what keeps me alive. It literally mm-hmm. makes me wake up and give thanks to it. Yeah. As some as a God, that it has been able to be like, you know, like your source motivation and like where you feel better liberated and feel better freedom in it uh right thanks for okay. coming on the podcast thank, thank you, you for having me again. Uh, okay. thank you for tuning in to yet another uh autistically as newcast podcast interviews and you'll be able to watch this soon on youtube and i'll upload it there very soon for you to be able to watch along from podcast and also you can find a lot more about the podcast at www.newcastnewrainbowproject.com so that's www.newrainbowproject.com and in the details of the episode you can find out where you can email and contact the podcast maybe take one or two like a few weeks before the next interview and sort of next interviews out. So a tiny sort of break, break with that. And so thanks for tuning into this episode. And please, if you li- listen to this, enjoyed it or have any thoughts on it, please uh, share it with people, you know, get get people talking about the podcast on social media. And... Like, if you got any feedback, you can send it to the email. Oh, and also, read and subscribe on your favourite podcast platforms. And 
as I said, this may be like a tiny break in between uh, this podcast and the next uh, podcast episode. So thanks for taking along so far in the series. And thank, yeah, thanks again. This is Artistically Ours, Neurocast podcast podcast on neurodivergency in colour. And hosted by me, Artistically Aaron, for the New Ring Project and have a audio protection. Until next time, have a good time.